Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. What up, everybody? Hope you all had a fantastic Memorial Day weekend. We are back, and so are the Redskins at OTAs. That footage you see there is courtesy of the good folks at Redskins Nation. You got uh, Kaishan Jarrett running through some drills there, new quality control defensive coach. That is not Santana Moss, even though he's wearing 89. Santana Moss will be on the program a little bit later. That's who you want to see. Number seven, Dwayne Haskins. Of course, he's competing with Case Keenum, not Josh Woodrum, even though he's standing there next to him. I uh, saw Doug Williams there, too. Hope everybody is doing well. We got a, a packed show for you. Brought to you by the good folks, Oarsman Automotive of Virginia. We ride with them. Hope you do the exact same thing. Mitch Tischler, Pete Haley. Pete is really leaning into this Miami Vice look. Yeah, this is about all I got, though. After this, I don't really have any other more shirts that I can wear under the blazers. So this well, is it. You have the two blazers. Yep, two blazers and two, like, T-shirts that are blazer acceptable. Well, you just go back to a regular. What makes them blazer Yeah, I'll go back to button-ups. But what is going on with the right side of your blazer there? Yeah, it's, it's very. Yeah. Is it ruffled? Yeah. I meant to get these dry cleaned over the weekend, but I forgot. You, know, you can so just drop, a little, you can drop an iron. iron down the do you know side. How to I, don't, iron? I don't have an iron, and that's what oh, we'll get to later. Goodness. I don't want to buy an iron. Do, so. you, do you know how to steam? You yeah, can just leave things in the shower right, like we and, and let shower, it just hang I, up am, the water I am against that. That doesn't work. I yeah, just, it works. does not work. I've run trials about it. You don't it. know what you're doing. Clothes in a shower doesn't work. Wait, are you putting it in the shower? No, I'm just saying doing that whole bit of, hey, close the door, get it really hot, let it run for 10 minutes, that's nothing. Yo, it absolutely works. I did it, I did it at the wedding I was at in Charleston three days ago. What I do is my mom gave me. You don't have to put it in the shower. You can just put it outside and let the. You don't put it in the shower, Pete. I think that might be your primary problem. I go in the shower, the shirt stays outside of the shower i have a spray bottle that is no you don't do it, it while you're in the shower i dummy. know that jp i've tried this it doesn't work it doesn't work i it shoot works it for everyone else it works for it works for everyone else everybody yeah. mm-hmm. All right. I, I just don't think so shocker that that pete doesn't know something you can also buy like a ten dollar steamer and use that okay this whatever's happening perfect here, my birthday's coming up in like four load. months you guys can get me a ten dollar steamer months? i can't wait four months <laughs> four months he wants a ten dollar steamer consider it done pal thank you a lot to discuss i don't know if everybody heard chris sims had some really strong comments on Dwayne Haskins. We need to talk about those. We're having Santana Moss join. I wrote something this morning that I know how Mitch is going to feel, but I want to get the, the, the temperature of all of us. Everybody's focused on Dwayne Haskins as the rookie Redskin that's going to start on offense. And here's a tease. I'm going to do the same thing on defense. But today we're talking about offense. Tandler playbook. Right, exactly. (laughs) Make one blog and as many as you can smaller. Especially in May. Oh, yeah. Stretch them out. Um, But everybody's talking about Dwayne Haskins as the starting quarterback. But there are other rookies on this team that are probably going to emerge into starting spots. And, And I think... We, what I want to talk to Santana about and what we reached out to him about is where did Terry McLaurin and Kelvin Harmon push for those spots? Because it's easy to just say, oh, they're better, start them. 
that's not the reality. What position do they play? Are they better at that position than guys that are on the Redskins? Are they healthy? Who's There's a lot to unpack there. Santana knows and is an expert. We're also going to have Nui Scruggs on. The who best. Dallas Bureau Chief for the Redskins Talk podcast. Nui is hysterical and knows everything going on with those damn Dallas Cowboys. Do you think he'll be wearing a cowboy hat? Because sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. I don't know, and he, we're yeah, not. He's oh, he's going to be on the phone? He's yeah. on the phone. We'll just have to ask we'll, him we'll, In our heads, he'll have a cowboy hat. Yeah, for sure. And boots with spurs. I mean, the whole nine. <laughs> right. He might be on a horse on the I, Old Town Road. I doubt it. Do you know that song? I do. It's okay. terrible. Yeah. It's great. It's fun to I make love sure. It. Yeah, you love part. that song? I love it. Why? I don't know. It's sketchy. Um, he played it in Boston last night before the game. A little the, Nas X got a yeah, jersey. Little <laughs> before the before a hockey game, they were playing. I thought I was with you two when music. I first heard that song. I can't yeah, keep track. No, it was when I was on a bachelor party. Yeah, which well, I, well, I, I oh, no yeah, longer yeah. belong on. Yeah. And, um, you said you hated it. The song or the bachelor party? Uh, the song. I had fun on the bachelor party. Right. The song was fine, but the story of that song is so ridiculous <laughs> that it was from a video game, and then like. Somehow gentrification got it taken off country music, and right. then it got put back on country music with, with Hannah Montana's dad. Yeah. Like no, that, no, <laughs> that Montana's just ain't for dad. me, dude. Can you just what? explain young things all the time? Yeah. That's really that was a great discussion. I am feeling incredibly cranky and old yeah, right now. So like, so cranky. Today might not be my day for little for Old Town Road talk. <laughs> You're talking about surviving a bachelor party. You barely survived a week of wedding. So let's do this real quick before we get into the real football stuff. And for the people that like shtick, you're gonna very much want to wait till the end because we have a uh, we have a, a, a pop financial quiz for young Peter <laughs> but uh, we, we got to do power rankings of our weekends this is something we always do around the holidays and we'll start with Pete okay so Friday it's gonna be interesting Mitch and I had a similar Friday because we ended up intersecting with Tack and Sean two big-time Redskins talk pod listeners Sarah Robbins was there as well we hung out at a what was that place? Heist. Heist? Yeah, the one-word club. You two at a club, huh? Me. So we had a table there having fun. You know, with Redskins Talk listeners, we'll give you information Monday through Friday, and then Friday through Sunday we'll hang out with you and drink some tequila shots too. So it was a good time Friday. Saturday went to Rocket Bar with a big group. You guys wanted me to go to Dewey. I stayed strong and stayed at Rocket Bar. Great time. So Sunday, Such a bad decision. Sunday hung out you chose a basement bar in Chinatown over the beach. On a just beautiful so afternoon. I had a lot of friends in town. I, I love Rocket get Bar. Everybody Rocket moving. Bar is fantastic. Just it wasn't in the winter, before or after or a Capitals game. Right. I couldn't do it. There's too many people hanging out. The smell at Rocket Bar also intensifies as the heat ratchets up. Yeah, it sure does. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was warm. You could smell it from the top of the stairs. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, and as I've you got deeper bar. into the depths, it wasn't as good. Sunday, I hung out with my sister and her mom friends, and I, I think I went harder with them than I did We're with gonna my friends. We're going to dig into that We're going to dig into yeah. that later. But that's not till later. All so, right, so it was a very fun rally weekend. was just in D.C. and went to a bunch of bars. Yeah, right. okay. which is pretty good, if you ask me. Pretty yeah. fun. Because you don't know what else exists. Right. You don't know outside of your little bubble. <laughs> okay, Mitch, tell me your weekend. Dewey is the best. Uh, Friday, uh, did heist with uh, with Pete. It was a I would have loved night. to be there, by the way. Thank you to the boys for, uh, it was, for taking it took care of us. Yeah. We randomly ran into him out at uh, Barcelona in D.C. Saturday, played a little golf, and then uh, Sunday had a crab feast and barbecue. So it was a perfect little Memorial Day weekend. That I like. The crab feast helps. The crab uh, feast was It's a seasonal must. Spectacular. Sure. Although That's kind of your trump card. Honestly, me, it's kind of early in, in the season for crab. Like you're not, was, they're not from the Chesapeake at this point. We didn't, we but didn't, that's okay. It wasn't a full bushel. It was, we got a couple dozen and just yeah. you know, did that prior to the... Uh, they can still be good and cooked well. They're just not going to be from the Chesapeake. Right. Just, it was a good, good day. <laughs> so my weekend was both fantastic and terrifying. 
Um, <laughs> it was a glimpse into my future oh, and as a father Those of two good. and a husband and a member of a, of a very large in-law family. So my sister-in-law, Alicia, got married to Cam down in Charleston, South Carolina. It was great. Love that. Wedding was beautiful. Food was fantastic. We had a lot of fun. But I was also sharing a hotel room with my wife and our two young daughters, a three-year-old and a four-month-old. There's no hotel big enough in the world to be in that. Dude, the room. first hotel room they gave me was a was a studio apartment in New oh, York City. Oh. It was tiny, and I was just like, "We got to do something here, man. Yeah. Like, you can charge me more. Like, we can figure something out." But I, I have I'll to do the get, dishes at I the bar. I have to get a bigger me. room than this. So the the hotel was very hospitable. Like everything worked out, but it's just it's a lot. It's a lot. I drove to and from Charleston. There were some sicknesses involved, yeah, dude. perhaps. Little kids get sick all the time. You're you can now kind of sick because in my of voice. it. Yeah. Yeah. I, despite all of our producers and my own, I'm trying to push away from the soda. Like, I have to have this just to power through fine. this show. So, that sorry, was boys. a good one-up, everybody, you gave us at the beginning. I, that I was, was everything I got. I, was I got a re-up right be, now. Yeah, I was worried it was going to be a little low. But did you get to play any golf? No. No fun. No I mean, no outside fun no. and family stuff. <laughs> my wife, because I was kind of whining about not getting to do something I wanted to do yeah. the whole time. What did she let you do? Finally, Sunday afternoon, her mom, my mother-in-law, like all the young guys without kids were going to bars. She was like, just go. Just go with them for an hour. <laughs> so I went to a bar the for an hour. But, for but at that point, I'm just like dripping my nose. Like I'm, I'm just a sick mess trying to power through it at a bar that's 200 degrees. I was positive that on your drive home, Somewhere around Pinehurst, the car was going to break down for a few hours <laughs> and just stop. And then, and then maybe get back a little bit late. Well, dude, what makes me even lamer for complaining is that Lauren and the, and the kids' flights got delayed so bad. I dropped them off at 8.30 a.m. in Charleston, and I beat them home back to D.C. Oh, no. Yeah, so I couldn't say a word to her. She was stuck oh, in yeah. the airport with, with these two, two children. Yeah. maniacs two all day. sick kids. Well, one sick. One the sick other kid, fine. but the other one's bound to be sick before we know. All right, so JP definitely the lost the weekend. Yeah, I lost, yeah. but it was nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Our producer, Jimmy very much wants me to move on to the Chris Simpson. <laughs> it is like 310, yeah. Yeah, right. We right. Got, yeah, we so had we're 10 good. minutes to uh, Mitch wins the weekend. Pete was fine. Mine was better, but it's just being old and a dad is intense. And when you come home sick, it just ruins the whole thing. Right. And yeah, we have a pretty tough, busy week. We have this stream. We have Redskins 100 tomorrow. Tonight, we have act, we're actually at OTAs tomorrow. We'll be streaming live from there tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Then we have another stream Thursday, another Redskins 100 Thursday night, and I got a one-day member guest with Chuck Honey on Friday. Oh, Ooh. juicy. So you can look the, forward to that, claw buddy. Grip, but yeah. I'm ready to go. Oh, I'm so excited about that. All right, um, without further ado, let's get to NBC Sports analyst Chris Sims and high, high praise for Redskins rookie quarterback Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins, the big soldier, pick number 15 from Ohio State for the Washington Redskins. I love his game, okay? He's got a lot of things that excite me as a, as a thrower and as a quarterback. I've mentioned he reminds me a lot of like Big Ben Roethlisberger with his style of football play, okay? His arm is special. There's no doubt about that. We saw the grip two and four. Yup, it's special that way. When Dwayne Haskins does throw the football, there's a lot of things to like. First of all, here's another guy, drops the football a little bit in his motion, but it's really tight and quick. And man, does he do a great job of keeping this arm angle and that 90 degree angle that I so much like and talk about that all great throwers do and have and always will do. Does a great job of getting his shoulder turned to the target 
to now he can really rotate out of it and maximize his power. And he does that whether his feet are in a good spot or not. And that's one thing that I loved about Haskins' game. There were so many clips and, and big games where people are around his feet and they're all over him and he's got to throw the ball over here and he still does this and gets the ball out of his hand and throws it with great pace and accuracy. To me, that's life in the NFL. The pocket ain't gonna be clean very much. I mean, unless you're on some special team with a great offensive line, there is going to be crap around you at all times. And he has a phenomenal arm. And that's why he's really accurate throwing the ball down the field and with some of the power throws because the mechanics of the throw are the same every time. He makes it, he lets his body do the work and he lets his arm follow. And that's why you saw so many special throws all season long. But if I had to do a Dwayne Haskins impression, he's here and it's, and it's really quick and powerful. That wasn't that good of a throw for all those viewers out there. Dwayne Haskins is better than me. The one thing that bothered me watching him on film, because he does this and he does it so quick and he can get it out quick on all the three-step games, bubble screens to the wide receivers, whatever it is. But at times he will do it so quick that it causes his elbow to stay low. And it's down here at times, okay? And what I saw with Haskins a lot of the times is when his elbow was low like this, it made the ball sail high because he is too under it at the point of release to where his body's like this and the ball goes a little high. Very easy to fix. He can stay on top of that, but that's just one little issue I saw with him. But overall, man, Dwayne Haskins, like I said, he's got big Ben Roethlisberger type talent, and I know he's already wowed some people down there in Washington in his first few practices. Let's start at the end there with what Chris Sims says about wowing some of the folks down there at Washington's practice. We've been there. We've seen the throws. Um, I don't think that's fair to point a finger at me. I was just saying, you, were, we talk, you, you talked a lot after the... He looks really good. Yeah, I don't know if wow is the right... No? All of my praise has been with the very specific caveat that until we see him do this against NFL pressure, then he should look good. Yeah. He's big, he's strong, he does everything right. So I, I've been impressed. Would either of you say wowed? I, to me, I, I, it's too early to say wowed, I think, like you said, the caveat. You can't wow until we start seeing him with guys around his feet guys with a pass rush and really going after it. Yeah, and I think he's shown us everything that we've heard about him having. It's not like he's shown us anything extra or surprising. So I don't think he's wowed. He's just delivered so far. I, what do you think about the Roethlisberger comparison? Because I actually said that leading up to the draft. Body type and, and not being fast or quick, but having a little bit of mobility. Perhaps Haskins could become a Big Ben guy. You can argue maybe that Ben is quick. I don't know if quick's the right word for slippery. a guy. Slippery, slippery maybe. Slippery. Or, I, hard to bring down is probably more accurate. Yeah. And, and maybe that's what Haskins can be. Now, Roethlisberger is also bigger than him. I mean, he, he's a really, really big dude. Haskins is big, but not on Big Ben's scale. That comparison, though, brings with it playoff wins and Super Bowl and wins. And early success, too. Sure. Yeah, As a rookie. Rook, yeah, he, no, he went yeah, to a way better team. Yes, he had a really yeah. good team around, really good defense there. But what do you think of that cup? Well, I, I think, like you said, with Big Ben, one of the biggest things that will help us see whether this comparison is real or not is when Haskins start playing and if he can really shake off those def defenders and be the guy who's completing passes even when he has a defensive end hanging on his hip. So I'm not really ready to jump on this comparison and say that it's a good one yet because what makes Big Ben so good and what Dwayne could do but we don't know yet is if he's able to take those hits and still deliver throws while he's got guys all around him. Big Ben was the AP Offensive Player of the Year so I mean the rookie guy, of the year. Yeah, his rookie yeah. year so I mean 
he, he had success right away. To me, I think um, I remember uh, Ryan Kerrigan was rushing against Cam Newton his, his rookie year and had a clean shot on his backside and just absolutely slid off the back of Cam and ended up having to make an ankle tackle. Those are the kind of things I want to see from Dwayne if we're talking see, about I, I don't size. know that you're going to see that. But if you're, if you're going to compare him to these quarterbacks that are so good at taking hits and still being able to make the throw, that's what you have to see out of them. But, but I think the difference is with Roethlisberger and certainly with Cam Newton is those guys played a physical style of football where they were getting hit in college. They were accustomed to that. Dwayne Haskins didn't get hit much in college. Yeah. And I think the, the actual physical comparison, Roethlisberger is 6'5 and generously listed at 240. If I had to guess, that number's somewhere north of 250. <laughs> um, Dwayne Haskins, 6'3, listed at 240. Sounds about right. 235 wouldn't yeah. shock me at all. Both played college football in Ohio, for whatever that's worth. They both were the same number. Yeah. I mean, Roethlisberger was the 11th overall pick. Haskins was 15th. I, I like the comparisons, but I, I do think Roethlisberger was further along at adept at handling pressure than Haskins. We just haven't seen it, both because of how good that Ohio State offense, offensive line was and because of the style of the Ohio State offensive offense. He just didn't take many pressures. Got, that ball was coming out quick. It's documented how much of his throws were short yardage behind the line of scrimmage within five, five yards of the line of scrimmage. Roethlisberger's just played a different game for a long time. Roethlisberger played at a pretty small college. It's not yeah. like you had a really good idea of what he was going to bring to the table. Pittsburgh I think did. We have, yeah, I mean, listen, they hit. They hit and they hit big. But I think that you've seen a lot from Dwayne. I think that you can. Ex I don't think it's too much to expect to, to step in and have a good first year. Do you think these comparisons hurt in any way? No. Dwayne? Yeah, I don't want it to sound like we're criticizing Sims comp because I no. think it's a good comp. Yeah. It's one. If you have to I choose, made. Dwayne Haskins is. Analogous to who in the NFL right now? Big Ben's probably the guy to choose. Analogous. Yeah, I don't know why I went with that instead of saying similar, but I just wanted to kind of flex. I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought you did you. good. Um, Thanks, pal. I, I I like it. I was on Cooley's podcast and asked him that, and and Cooley is on record is is not high on Haskins, obviously, right. and and he said Philip Rivers, which I don't really see, but who knows? I think the biggest thing for Haskins is that you you want to see him be able to make some of those throws that Big Ben does make because it's on the move and it's, and it's slipping and sliding in the pocket. He doesn't really tuck the ball and run for 20 yards at a time, but he's able to get away from, from pressure and he's able to make throws from a lot of different arm angles and, uh, and be able to, to get the ball downfield. Yeah, and he's one of those guys who late in the fourth quarter, you saw him a lot do this with Antonio Brown, put throws on the sideline, run really good two- and three-minute drills. So that'd be another quality that Dwayne would be wise to try and emulate. It also helps a lot to have guys like Antonio Brown. Absolutely. Well, it would help to have a guy like Santana Moss. Or that guy. And uh, let's go to, to the real 89. Eight to the nine, I think, is, is more accurate. Tana, what's up, dude? How are you? What's up, fellas? Thank you for making some time with us. Um, we want to tell everybody to be listening to the Santana Moss podcast. But while we have you here, I want to talk about your thoughts on Dwayne Haskins early on, what you've seen, who you would compare him to. You know, I don't get too high on these guys right now. Um, just being a guy, you know, being a player, you kind of let the guys come in and get their feet wet. Uh, I saw what he did in college. You know, I was so from what I saw from the film in college. Uh, we already know he's pretty good in the pocket. I also knew that he got a lot of things from um, shotgun. And with all that said and done, he, he was pretty accurate. Uh, when it comes to this 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 new league that he's entering, uh, things will be a little sped up a little faster. Uh, it's going to be things thrown at him early to make him really 
you know, they're going to really test him to see if he's going to be that same Haskins that he was in college. It's no need for him to show all that right now because I think he, he's in a pretty good seat when it comes to just having some guys in front of him. But I think with what the Redskins is looking forward to and just knowing where he's been drafted, if things go eight wire early, they're going to be calling on him, man. And I just hope that as a team, as a whole, offensively, we can protect them because we all we also know that when you have guys like a Haskins that has a pretty good arm, he's a pretty good talent. If you don't protect them well, then he can get you know um, you know shell shocked a little bit, and then who knows how his career can you know pan out. So, Tana, am I hearing you right that it sounds like you think Case Keenum will still be the starter at least early on? I you know right now I don't know what him and Case are looking like because I'm not out there every day, but I think that if Case put up a pretty good you know, uh, um, you know, effort and practice and showing you that he, he can be that case from two years ago in Minnesota. Uh, why rush Haskins? Now, with all that said, if Haskins showing you that he's ready, he's ready for the pressure, he's ready to go out there and, and, and strut his stuff early as a first-round, you know, pick quarterback and wants to be that guy and wants to prove to the world why the Giants should have picked him earlier or someone should have, you know, got him earlier, then, hey, you, you, you do that. But I just feel like with what we're trying to do as an organization, and just knowing the pieces around him, you don't want to be – and knowing that our, our first four, four games, five games in this 2019 season schedule is not, you know, going to be on his side, I think you take your time. And, and if Case is ready for that, put Case out there. Let Case go out there and, and um, you know, weather the storm a little bit. But if, if Haskins just outplays him through the whole entire preseason and he seemed like the guy to go out there and do it, then you can't hold him back. Hey, Tana, not particular to Dwayne Haskins, but – how much does a rookie quarterback need a receiving core to help him out? Or how much is on that guy to, to assert himself as is? There's no question how important your core, your receiving core, the backfield, all that's going to play a big part in his success this year. I think more than anything is going to be that backfield and that front line. You know, if you have protection and you run the ball well, you can kind of throw to anybody out there because the protection is going to be there. But if you're not running well and you're not being protected well, you can have Randy Moss and Jerry Rice out there, and that's not going to help you. So I think the, the the most important part of his success would be the front line and the backfield, how well they be able to run the ball and how well they're able to pass pass block for this guy. And if that's all coming together of what we, you know, uh, we expect him, then he should be able to go out there and be the guy, calm and collect Haskins, you know, pinpointing and find an open guy and be laser sharp. Santana, there are a lot of interesting storylines in this receiver group from the rookies coming in to Paul Richardson coming back from injury to Josh Doxson kind of being in a real make-or-break situation. So as of now, what receiver do you most have your eye on and are you most excited to see in the offseason, training camp, and going into 2019? Um, you know, I'm most excited to see what Paul's going to do. I think Richardson, he's in a situation where, you know, I remember being in those shoes, being a guy coming over in 2005 and – I'm going to tell you a quick story. It was crazy because when I came over, I didn't feel like I had a proof of point. I feel like what I was doing as a Jet kind of really uh, solidified why the Redskins would want to take a risk and say, hey, let's, let's get this guy new money and bring him in because I showed them that I can do more with less. If you look at that 2004 season, I had about 30-something catches for 800-plus yards and six tugs and played well in the playoffs. But the year before that, I had 1,100-something yards on my first year starting, and I didn't start until week five. But with Richardson – coming off the kind of uh, a production he showed in Seattle, you know, it was already said that he was injury prone. And 
you know, I would have thought if I was in his shoes, the first thing I want to do is prove to this team that I can be uh, a every down guy. I can be a guy that you can count on from week one to week 16. And you can tell from just hearing the stories, he got hurt in the preseason. He got hurt in training camp. And he tried to prolong it and make sure no one really knew nothing about it until he just couldn't take it anymore. So I think it's going to be a lot of uh, eyes on him just to see if he can be that every down, that number one receiver that we need. I think we need a number one guy. And we brought him here, paid him the money to be a number one guy. I know with his skill set, I watched how he attacked the ball. I watched how he in Seattle. I didn't see much of that last year from our team because I don't think offensively we kind of gave him a chance to do that. But I watch how he, he plays the game, and a lot of things raise your eyebrows about him. So I'm hoping that he can put last year behind him and come out here hungry, come out here almost like as if this is a do-or-die season for him, just knowing that, you know, these guys put a lot of money on him and, and, and had so much going on him last year that now he has to make up for that missed time. Well, and it's interesting because I remember when Jay Gruden made the announcement that Richardson was going to the IR, he said, Paul's mad about this, but it's something we have to do as a team. And, and the way Jay Gruden explained yeah. it was when you have a speed guy, when you have a 4-4 guy, but he's unable to get to 4-6, then, then he's not necessarily helping mm -hmm. your team the way you need him to. And, and, and I think it's a really good point. And the, the problem is we're not going to see if he's all the way back till at least Richmond. And, and, and we'll have to go yeah. from there. But, but, Tanner, what I wanted to ask you is, of the two rookies they added, McLaurin and Harmon, how do you see those yeah. guys projecting in Gruden's offense? At, at, at what position do they play? They both, to me, look like outside guys. Is there any chance McLaurin sneaks up on the inside? And, and are those guys pushing for starting jobs? Well, you know, the door's pretty much wide open, if you ask me. I think, you know, I think the one guy that I would say that I would get a nod out of everybody when it comes to having a starting job coming in and probably solidifying that he's going to be the starter once he get out there and practicing and stuff for a goal would be Paul. Yeah. Josh, I'm not going to say that Josh is not a starter. I just feel like Josh been in a situation where everything has been on his shoulders, regardless of the situation of where the team was at offensively from the front line to the quarterbacks to even the way they try to give him the ball. It wasn't particularly the kind of style of play that he was used to. You know, it's, it's almost to the point where, yeah, like you said, it's a make it break a season for him. They already said they're not bringing him back for his option year. So he's going to be a guy that you can see those guys are probably going to be fighting for their position. But I still believe that he's going to probably win them out. One of those guys or two of those, two, two of those young guys might play a lot. I think the one guy that they could probably use a lot more than anybody would be Terry McLaurin because I believe that speed is going to be needed regardless if you get it from Paul or not. I think his speed is a, a couple of gears a little more then uh Paul. So I would want to see the young guy, uh number eighty three from um from Ohio State. I think now he's wearing seventeen. I would like to see him, you know, blowing some of the tops off those guys and use his speed and get some of those other guys open and see that, you know, what could he do for our offense just knowing his presence alone, being that he's a fast guy. And some of the things that they did in Ohio State with him offensively, special team wise, I think he's gonna be a guy that probably get more reps than anybody. And is he, is he an X or a Z in this offense? Because that's what I'm trying to figure out is how they all get on the field. It depends. Um, you know, because I remember playing in this offense. It's similar to, to uh, Mike Shanahan's them offense. You know, Mike them put their fast guy X. You know, they wanted him to be that backside receiver where if he gets doubled, he can still, you know, blow past that cover two or whatever. And, 
And the Z normally is the guy that, you know, he's plays on the side with the uh, tight end or the H and all that stuff. So it depends on how, how uh, Jay's running his offense. I believe that with his skills, I'll be play both of them, Z or X. You know, one of the things I loved about those kind of offenses is I hated being particularly on one side or labeled as one receiver. I think when I had my best years, I was a guy that played the inside. I played left outside. I played X. I played Z. When you move me around, you don't give the defense a chance to really sit on you and and really plan for what you're going to do. So I believe with his speed alone, you have to mix it up a little bit and let him play wherever suits. Santana, thank you so much, man. We uh, we sincerely appreciate your time. We hope everybody is checking out the Santana Moss Show, the podcast you do every week with our boy Travis Thomas and uh, not on Twitter but follow Tana on Instagram. Instagram. My mom follows Santana on Instagram. He's a great Instagram follower. He sure is. All around great dude. Thank you very much Santana Moss. The connection might have cut out there at the end. But um, I, I wanted to talk to him specifically about how these receivers get on the field. And, and there is a subtle difference in the, the X and the Z positions from Mike Shanahan's offense to Jay Gruden's offense. I just I don't know that either Harmon or McLaurin are polished enough to be out there week one. And I know that that's not what a lot of fans want to hear. We haven't – you don't see rookie receivers light up the NFL very often. Right. It's a tough spot to step into and start right away. And I agree. I don't, I don't know that we're going to see him, see him early in the season. Yeah, the, the knock on rookie receivers is always that it's hard for them to pick up the offense and it's just a lot to digest. But Santana, when he was on Redskins 100 a couple weeks ago, said it's also just – Hard for them to get used to the fourth and fifth defensive back in the NFL is as good as the number one guys you're facing in college. So that's another thing is Terry McLaurin is going up against the nickel back or the four-string back, and he's just as big and strong as anyone else in the Big Ten. So that's another thing to adjust. But if if one of them were to be the difference maker in kind of that guy who helps out, who do you think is more likely, McLaurin or McLaurin. Harmon? McLaurin. I think I, Harmon I think Harmon might be the, the better. I think McLaurin in the overall offense, but in the red zone, Harmon can be a real difference maker. That size and the ability to adjust I the balls. I think there's a... Overstated. I mean, McLaurin has the connection. At, at some point, everybody gets very excited about the draft, and every player is a potential steal. And how could they get him here? And oh yeah. my gosh! But at some point, the entire NFL passed on this and, guy for six rounds, and the Redskins passed on right. him for five rounds. So right. I get that. So I think you got to try to remind yourself of that as as you look through these things. But I think and, and you know, a big, strong, fast six-round pick people were very excited about was Robert Davis. Yeah. So you also need to see Harmon get through training camp healthy. There's just so much that has to happen, and that's for all of these guys. But I, I think to assume more out of the six-round pick than the third-round pick, where the third-round pick was way more explosive on a much better team. With the quarterback he's probably going to be playing with. with the, yeah, right. With the quarterback he did play with. Yeah. I, I still – go ahead. Go ahead. I agree with you. I think McLaurin is going to be the bigger impact player. I'm just saying in spots I think we could see – There's supposed to be in. the red zone guy already on this team. I know. He, how, how has that worked out so far? It hasn't. And but, we know that the coach loves to throw those balls to them. Right? They, you, love, they, they love the back shoulder. Warren Sharp the, had some excellent tweets over the weekend about abandoning the fade. I might try to dig those up if we have time later. I, I <laughs> but, still think Harmon just because, you know, McLaurin might be hard from early to get those 30, 40-yard bombs. McLaurin, or Harmon will be more the chain guy, the possession guy. He'll have the red zone role perhaps. And Gruden said, uh, I know Harmon doesn't look like the typical slot guy, but he says he thinks he can work inside in the slots. So maybe that could be a way for him to get extra snaps. McLaurin might just be the outside the numbers guy. So I think right now Harmon, I'd be more confident in him getting – 50 catches for, you know, 10 yards per catch than McLaurin getting 30 for 18 yards a catch type deal. You're more confident in Harmon than you are in McLaurin. Yeah. This year, yeah. I think okay. McLaurin might be the better guy, but I think Harmon this year is more likely to be the one who's a consistent week-in, week-out contributor. 
We'll okay. See. I mean, it's certainly possible. But that doesn't change my stance. I'm still a firm Terry McLaurin guy. And, and no. that's a hell of a stance you're taking. Right. You're a I, you seem to guy. You seem to be asking for cake and also eating it. I don't really get that. I do like eating cake. It's one of my favorite things. But I think He's asking for ice cream. I think McLaurin is going to be the better long-term player, and I think him being the speed guy is going to help this offense a lot. But if you're asking for the year one impact, I like the guy who's going to be working the 10 to 12 yard routes closer to the line of scrimmage and maybe get more snaps both inside and outside than the speed guy who's going down the field. I just think it's an easier way to get into the offense as a rookie. Can I read you his weaknesses from Lance Zierlein's NFL.com combine breakdowns? Let's go. Yeah, this is where he called him the alpha, the big dog swagger guy. Yeah, I've looked at this page That's before. the strengths. Yeah. He said stacks and big boys, smaller cornerbacks. That, that was his big strength. Yeah. Was that he, is, he goes up and punishes smaller cornerbacks mm -hmm. that he saw in the ACC. But we also just talked about that you don't see those in the NFL as much. You don't see the smaller guys. The, the fourth and fifth corners on these teams are better than most of the corners that he sees in the ACC period. Right. Yeah. We'll see. Of... We'll see. And, and it'll be fun to watch. I think the one thing that Tana said that I thought would make a ton of sense, Kelvin Harmon to me in a Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan offense in the X spot, what, where we saw Pierre pile up all yeah, those catches, plus catches, that would have made a lot of sense. But I don't know that that role exists today. The Robert Davis comparison I think is a little unfair because Harmon was more polished. Is more polished and had way more production than Davis. Davis was more of the athletic project type, but I get what your overall point is. Just because he's a six-round receiver we're all excited about doesn't necessarily mean he's going to help. All right. right well, we could do this for an hour. We should. Um, we can't. <laughs> so We'll do it many more times. We need, to, uh, we need to take a very quick break. In just a few minutes, we're going to bring on Dallas Bureau Chief Nui Scruggs to tell us what's going on in Jerry World. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. We saw Haskins, McLaurin, and Bryce Love there. I am fairly confident Bryce Love starts the year on the pup list. We're not even, we're not even discussing him playing until Halloween. Of the rookies that are going to start on the active roster, let's, let's start on offense because we know the, the biggest lock, the lock of the century to start for the Redskins this fall is Montez Sweat at outside linebacker. I'll, I'll put my mortgage on that. Ooh. Don't tell my Juicy. wife. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, <laughs> I think, will start. I've said that a bunch. We don't know that, though. Right. I think there is an offensive player that is likely to start with a higher percentage than Dwayne Haskins. Absolutely. And I think it's Wes Martin. Absolutely. How could you say absolutely? Because last week you were screaming about Eric Flowers. I was not screaming about Eric Flowers as a starter. Pete? I was not. I he never was, once screamed about him as a starter. He was more screaming about Eric Flowers in general as somebody we need to lead every platform with. Yes. As soon as OTAs. Are you once, all right that they released Cheedy, by the way? I'm okay. Okay. I'm okay. <laughs> I, never once, all right. I never once said that, that he was going to. I thought Eric Flowers would be the starter. You have absolutely said that. I would. I challenge anybody to find Jackson Diddley. Find the tape, Mitch. Did I'm not it. as confident that Mitch has said it before. You don't think you ever 1, said? One thousand percent. I've never said that. Said what? That Eric Flowers could be the starter. You, you never said could be the would starter? Be, would be, would, yeah. would be the starter. Dude, you are, you are backpedaling right now. I'm not, I've said from day We're one mature. that it was going to be Wes Martin. I, I said that since the How draft. How about this? How about this? 
Am, See, I, am I taking crazy pills? You are. Are you, how's that fever? Is it getting a little high? I did do like NyQuil instead of DayQuil yeah. one time, so maybe I, you're taking the wrong medication. But so, so you think? So we both think Wes Martin's the starter. Absolutely. Okay. Absolute. So you're okay. saying Martin's more of a lock than Haskins? What are your percentages then? I think Martin's at 80 percent. I think Haskins is at 75. Wow. I think Martin's at 90. Yeah. I think unless something goes wrong with Martin, he's the starter. I yeah. think Haskins has to show he's ready. I think I spoke about Eric Flowers because I think he's an interesting story being a former top 10 pick and moving inside with him. I think Wes Martin is 90% starter. I think Haskins is a solid 50-50 right now. I'm probably at like 80-80 for both of them. I don't feel more strongly that one's going to be the starter over the other. But I think both of them will be the starters. Are you starting to feel that left guard is less of an issue than wide receiver? No. I'm still here on this. Because Kelvin Hartman. Because Kelvin, Har Kelvin Hartman is no, going to figure it out. Because there's just a lot of options there. With left guard, it really feels like Reclamation Project, Eric Flowers, or fourth-round pick, Wes Martin. It's kind of two guys for one spot. Wide receiver, there's a lot of different Ross talents and options. Out there. I know. But hey. I still stand strong on where I am on that debate. I know we'll revisit Just it. Just digging heels in for, yeah. for no real this reason. Is a, this is the hill <laughs> that he wants to go down. All right, Pete, let's, let's get along on something. Say congratulations to Eric Hendricks. Eric Hendricks, big congrats to Eric. Congrats, buddy. Eric is enjoying the live stream down in North Carolina, sitting on the couch with his new baby girl. Congratulations. Oh. Welcome, young baby girl, as well. Well, and, and now we got another listener. Make sure she's downloading, Let's actually get reading her. reviews, yeah. and following the Instagram. What is the Instagram? Pete? Redskins Talk Pod. We're at just over 2,700 followers. Of course, when we get to 3K, we'll be auctioning off, raffling off, door prizing off. We still have not figured auction. out. Something that, like that it's not an auction. <laughs> if the, the lawyers are circling it, it, for it that. It can be an auction if we need to give my Venmo out there just to auction. Pete, we're gonna get to your finances Sorry. later. Pete, you want to make seventy-five bucks, or do you want to keep your job? Uh, job's good. Yeah. So take that. <laughs> I mean, short-term Pete might not. Yeah, there might be a time where that question may be really hard to answer. It's but whether, right now, he, it's so whether he pays his mortgage or not. Yeah, we're about three hundred followers away from getting to that hallowed right. number. And we're gonna give away a watch to one of our followers. We're giving away an alarm clock once we get to a thousand reviews on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever the hell it's called. Yep. Um, also, how about this, Tom Brady? has invited Little Nas X to perform Old Town Road at the Patriots season opener. That is so sweet. I wish Dwayne Haskins or Case Keenum could do that for is the Redskins season Boston? opener. Do you think JP no knows where Little Nas X is from? Do you know where he's from? No, I certainly don't. Yeah, so what? don't hit me with that. Like, like, you know, like, you, like, you know his Boston discography. <laughs> like, how many people in Boston Cause, cause, listen to country music? I bet more. I don't know. Neither of us know the answer Second to Second time questions. we're doing Lil Nas X bits. I'm just saying. That let's go to someone who's an actual expert on something. And let's Country bring music? in. No, the Dallas Cowboys. That's why he's the Dallas Bureau Chief. Let's go to our good friend, Newey Scruggs. How are you, sir? Sorry you had to hear us debating Lil Nas X. Hopefully you didn't hear much of it. It's all right, man. I fight with my kid all the time. She wants to hear that song in the car. And I'm like, no, I don't want to hear that. Do you think it's terrible? Because I think it's terrible. Correct. It is bad. It's bad, man. It's bad, but it's catchy. No, not. <laughs> I requested it six straight times on the jukebox at a bar this weekend and paid $12 for that to happen. And you wonder why your what? finances are a mess. I, that is the least regrettable thing I've done all weekend. All right. <laughs> um, Nui, thank you very much for joining us, man. Uh, we haven't checked in on what's going on in Big D kind of all off season, I think. Yeah. And when you and I were texting this morning, 
obviously there's a lot going on. The Cowboys are, you know, defending NFC East champs. I believe Jerry and the folks in Dallas think they're a Super Bowl contender. There's a lot of a lot of people that need to get paid either this offseason or next. Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott, uh, I think Tank Leonard's waiting on a new deal. There's a lot of folks, a lot going on down there. What's the status of the Dallas Cowboys in May of 2019? They've got contract offers out to Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper, and they'll uh, they'll see where they go. Uh, I expect things to get. I expect both contracts to get wrapped up, um, maybe around training camp. That's kind of when they usually get these things done, but. Yeah, there's not a guy that Jerry's ever wanted that he hasn't gotten. I mean, that's just just check the check his history. He's going to get these guys taken care of because he wants them there. And ultimately, you know, the smart guys like a Dak Prescott want to be here because you can make a lot of money as a Dallas Cowboy. I mean, look at the yogurt commercial. That was that was Cam Newton's commercial. He got into it with the female reporter, and they, you know, the the company pulled it. Next thing you know, it's Dak Prescott. So. You know, being a Dallas Cowboy is helpful, so I expect these guys to get taken care of. How much money is Dak going to make? I mean, it, for years in Washington, we had the should you pay up for Kirk Cousins debate. The Skins decided not to. Minnesota did. We can argue about the results there. How much is Dak going to make? Because I'm, Are we talking 30 mil a year? And, and do you think it's the right move? Well, the fear's the one thing I, I try to tell people about all the time, and they don't, some folks just don't get it. And Here's the understand. He signed with CAA. That's one of the premier agencies out here who make quarterback deals. CAA is not going to be in the business of getting Dak Prescott some discounted deal where other agents, therefore, use it against them to poach clients. So understand that agent game, okay? That stuff matters. Newey, real quick, let me add for our audience. Alex Smith was signed with CAA, and if you remember, Alex Smith got a contract extension before he had come to a practice with the Redskins when they traded for him. Please continue. Yes, so so you know you're dealing with people who get their guys taken care That's of. That's the big league. So Zach Prescott is going to get a he's going to get an extension that averages about thirty million dollars because if the Cowboys decided to say Dak play it out this year and franchise him, franchise tag is going to be in the high twenty eight to thirty million bucks when it comes up again. So you're going to have to pay the note, and ultimately the owner doesn't mind paying the note because the owner and the head coach and the guys in the locker room all believe that Dak is the guy. To me, who is the most important uh, guy they need to resign? Well, they put a priority on all of them. They're going to sign Dak. They're going to sign Cooper. They're going to sign Zeke. So they'll do, Zeke's going to have to wait because he's got a year behind. But those other two guys are going to take precedence, and, and they'll they'll all get done. All right, Cooper's deal is going to be the biggest wide receiver deal in the market. Just I don't know that he's the best, but he's clearly very good, and his time is up. I mean, we know how this works. When Whenever your name comes up to the marketplace, you typically get paid. Is he going to get higher than what Antonio Brown just got, what Julio Jones is hoping to get? Steven Jones at the golf tournament uh, a couple weeks back was trying to play the whole San Antonio Spurs thing of, hey, if some of these guys will take a little bit less money, then we get more of these guys together and they can all win, uh, which I don't believe is going to work. I mean, why save a guy uh, money whose dad bought a $100 million yacht? Um, <laughs> I don't see that happening, but um, I don't know where the numbers will fall. 
but Cooper is kind of in that back position, and the Cowboys really, it's in their best interest to try to get these things done before the market gets reset. The market will be reset by Jared Goff and Carson Wentz, and the market could get reset by Julio Jones. So to me, the quicker the Cowboys get this done, the better off they'll be. It's going to be a high number no matter what it is. Well, and, and that's not to mention we had J.I. Halsell on the show last week who talked about the, the, the labor deal that's coming up, the TV deals that are coming up. All these numbers are going to be significantly higher in about two years. So, so Jerry might really want to get this stuff locked in. Nui, Ezekiel Elliott seems like a complicated person to cover. Obviously, he, he never, as far as I know, has never actually been arrested. But there's been a number of incidents. The latest looked incredibly lame by whatever the loser was trying to do to get Zeke in trouble at the music festival. But regardless, it's another thing that makes the internet, that goes viral, that shows Zeke knocking some nerd over, and, and he ends up with handcuffs on him. How does that reflect on the Cowboys, and does that at all give Jerry pause before he cuts a gigantic check for a running back, a position that's been devalued? Jerry already said it doesn't. It doesn't change his standing with the team. Stephen Jones already said it doesn't change his standing with the team. Look, the national perception and how people see things is not how the Cowboys see things. I mean, look, this isn't Tyreek Hill we're talking about, okay? It's Kareem Hunt we're talking about. Right. And somehow, because he plays for the Cowboys, people try to lump him in that, in that kind of thing here. And one of the, the one thing I'll say about Zeke is he should get himself a bodyguard, a full-time, not, not a turtle, not some friend, a legitimate bodyguard with some law enforcement experience. The way Shaquille O'Neal had his Uncle Jerome. You know, wherever Shaq was, Jerome was right there. Zeke likes to be out. And if you like to be out, then you need to have someone who's with you who can help keep you from out of these situations. You know, Jerry's got his bodyguard. You've seen him before. Oh, Roosevelt, uh, yeah. shorter, stocky black guy with the sunglasses. Wherever Jerry is, Roosevelt's there. Zeke needs to get someone like that because if you want to be out, you want to be places, you've got to know that there's issues and there's people that can test you, and you need to have somebody there to make sure you get pulled out of this stuff. It's a very interesting suggestion, Nui. I think I'm going to look into it for myself as well. But let's get you from the players now to the sideline. We're dealing with the head coach in D.C. whose tenure hasn't exactly been successful and is pretty divisive amongst fans. And Jerry or Jason Garrett's tenure in Dallas kind of reminds me of that a little bit. And I'm he's won way more, though. He has won way more, but it seems like he's always kind of teetering on that season. edge. So I'm wondering, did last year kind of buy more time amongst Cowboys fans? Is he back in their good graces, or is there still a good faction in Dallas that kind of wishes Jason Garrett wasn't in charge anymore? There is a portion of people who want Jason gone. There's a portion of people who, in their own minds, and I think wrongly, think that Jerry is the problem and why Jason can't win. But, look, either he's going to take the Cowboys further than he did last year and get a contract extension, or they're going to find someone else. This is it. There's no more chance. This is nine and a half years. You're not getting another one. So, Jason, in the past, when his – when he's been up against it in terms of a contract, came through one coach of the year. So either he'll do it again or he won't be coaching the Cowboys anymore. Nui, who's your pick to win the NFC East in 2019? I have a, a problem. Not a problem. I have a Bill Parcells has this great line. All I can go by is what I see. And when I look at Carson Wentz, I see a guy that from the time he's been at North Dakota State, he's injured. He's always injured. And 
that holds me back from picking Philadelphia because Philly doesn't have Nick Foles this anymore. And I'm not sold on Nate Sudfeld, a guy you all know very well. And to me, until I see Carson Wentz play a full 16, because if he plays a full 16, the guy's a, he's an outstanding quarterback. I mean, sure. I really love the player. But until he plays a full 16, I can't pick Philadelphia to win that division. So you're taking your and boys? And with that said, give, give me Dallas because I don't, I don't see Washington and I don't see the Giants right now. Who you got in the basement of the NFC East? Huh. Oh, the Giants, baby. They're Good old mess. Daniel Jones and company. What do you think of uh, Dwayne Haskins and Daniel Jones, just the other two quarterbacks in the division? I like Dwayne Haskins, and I hope that the offensive line can be healthy enough if he has to play. Um, I still think Case, I think Case Keenum is a gamer. And if, you, and if you help Case Keenum, he can help you win games. If you try to put it all on Case Keenum, that's unfair. But you've also got to protect him. You've got one of the, if not the best, offensive line coach in the business of Bill Callahan. But if they can fix that and guys is healthy and with that defense, look, they're going to be in some football games. And we know every year we've seen teams that, that come out of nowhere that can win the division. And I'm not saying Washington cannot because this league is built that way. So if you can find – I think it's a, everybody's an 8-8 eight eight team pretty much in this league. And if you can find a way to win two more games, then, hey, you got a shot to get in the playoffs and do some damage. And – you know, Washington with the injuries, man, it's just killed in the past couple of years. But it's not like all of these – outside the Giants, I don't see that, you know, Washington and, and Dallas and, and Philadelphia, they're, they're pretty much all right there together. And it's a matter of which coach can, can, can outcoach the other. Because Jason Garrett, in my opinion, doesn't outcoach anybody on Sundays. Doug Peterson can't because he's proven. He's won a Super Bowl. I agree. I mean, we've seen this Skins team be 7-9 the last two years. They were 8-7-1 the year before that. They, they have achieved mediocrity. The question is if they can push past it or at some point do they recede behind it. Um, you cover the Dallas Cowboys. We appreciate your time as always. Go follow at Nui Scruggs on Twitter. Thank you very much, man. We will see you, I think, early in the year. If I, or no, we go, go down there till the till late in the season. Yeah. But we'll do Old Week Ebbett when you come two, to town. Week number two, man. Week two. We'll see you at Old Ebbett Saturday night. Does that Old sound Ebbett. right? Fellas, appreciate you. Thank you Thank very you. much, Nui. I ran a Nui at uh, Old Ebbett It was Old Ebbett, right? Yeah. yeah. It was a fantastic meal. And then we ate with him when we were in Dallas. That's right. That's right. Good dude to break bread chicken with. Chicken fried Absolutely. steak. It was delicious. All right. Um, Hopefully you've enjoyed all the football talk. Now is the time in the program where we need to look at Pete's finances. Because he had a heck of a weekend, right. and I don't oh think it was boy. smart, safe, Wells or Fargo sensible. Here. Not safe, smart, or sensible. It's a yeah, problem. It's, it was neither of those and things. Send it over. Instead of the three S's, it was three S's with lines through the middle. The biggest Dollar issue signs. is that Friday. you got to sign in, dude. I don't know that Pete spent a whole lot of money on Friday. So this is right, that, Saturday so Friday was Sunday. All Yamaguchi huh. was taking care of Friday, yeah, if right? If I didn't have Tack Yamaguchi on my side, then we would be in big time okay. trouble. And I think Tack picked up a bunch. I, I had a round of uh, 12 tequila shots I on, bought you on something. Friday also. I bought you something. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's a lot. And last week, we talked about... You're, you're bordering insolvency, mm-hmm. that, that you're really spending too much, and right. you've been eating nothing but peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, to I've been try trying to, to manage ramen. my meals well. I've been trying to, uh, you know, not drive as much if I can, you know, walk places, all this stuff, to try and save 2 and $3 here, but that really goes down right. the drain All quickly. this stuff just posted today on 528, is yeah, that right? Yeah, I think the holiday weekend screwed it up, but it started off Franklin Hall on Thursday Yikes. is where it started. Also, it was a holiday weekend, so I had Thursday and Sunday were nights to go out and, as all right, well. So, dude, this doesn't seem that bad yet. There's right. one in the middle that's 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 fun. So Franklin Hall, you spent fifteen bucks. 
Yeah, uh, I might have had cash there, but yeah, that seems about right. People were buying drinks for me instead, so that was good. I survived there. All right, that's no big deal. Oh, but and that, then... all of that, that, none of that is, that shows no Uber charges and no Uber Eats charges, because okay. that's on my credit card. So that's yeah, another... you got to cool it with the Uber Eats. I deleted Uber Eats, and I then re-downloaded it at like 1 a.m. As someone that tries to navigate their weight, you yeah. eat that McDonald's in the middle of yeah. the night. Like, oh. I know you think you're invincible, but it's not always going to work, dude. $20 worth of food at the end of every one of these nights. Yeah, that's... Pizza. And it's McDonald's. It's Pizza McDonald's. Has a picture of McDonald's, and his receipt was like a CVS. It receipt. was a it was bag. So it long. was literally a bag with handles on it. It was so big. Right. So disgusting. there had to have been I'm, 15 I'm items. Disgusted minimum. by myself when if I wake up. Yeah. All right. Uh, 801 restaurant. I'm guessing 18 bucks is some bar. Yeah, that was a bar. We got a big Moscow mule, so I then Venmoed my roommate 18 bucks for it. All right. Now we get to Heist, which I guess is Friday yeah, that night. That was the Tack Yamaguchi with Mitch Knight. All right. 66 bucks. Yeah, that, that was That's reasonable. That was fairly reasonable. reasonable. That's also with drinks being bought for I me. see the $6 charge to the Touch Tunes, which yep, I that assume was Old Town Road. is Little Nas X. Yeah, I had to download the app and then go through and request Little Nas X six times in a row. Um, all right. 30 bucks at Lost Society, which was, I'm guessing, after Rocket Bar? Yeah, that was post Rocket Bar. Um, what is purchase oh, at Jung Ho a, Im? Uh, 45 bucks. Is that Chinese food? That was a gas station. I don't know why it has that guy's name on it. Oh, but here's what something. You, hold on. What did you buy at the gas station for 45 bucks? Gas? Yes. <laughs> okay. yeah. Here's something. So gas is in your drive. So this is a JP, as a, as a former out. bar guy, this will help. None of these are that bad. I had a $96 tab at Rocket Bar, and it hasn't hit my account yet. Is that normal, or did I get out of there without having them? It's coming. It's coming. I thought I the escaped. best part of this whole thing is the midway right, so, through hold on. he transfers money back into the account. Yeah, I had to get some reinforcements in there because we were. Oh, that's what down. that is. That's, that's the, the yeah. 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 That's, that's a transfer. In. That's a big and number. And that's from your savings. Yes, that's directly that's, from savings and checking. We talked about that. Yeah, that, that's what you want to avoid. <laughs> yeah. is pulling, I had to get some reinforcements that there. Three-digit transfer back in is yeah. not. All no right, bueno. so all of this is with the caveat that you have a hundred dollar charge coming still. Yeah, hundred dollar charge coming, and also all the eighty-five bucks at Safeway. You go grocery shopping. Grocery shopping. Yeah. Did you go grocery shopping or did you just buy a bunch of beer? Grocery shopping. Okay. But yes, um, also the caveat that all my Ubers and Uber Eats were on my credit card, which you aren't seeing right now. So 50 bucks at Hawthorne. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's just All right. Bar. And then I'm going to allow you to explain this. Is that, oh, boy. 823 M Street. Yeah. This is the night you went out with your sister. Yeah. Which I, is incredibly weird to go to 823 M Street. Um, <laughs> I just don't know what I'm at literally <laughs> to say. You spent $105. Yeah. How much? 105? Yeah. Which isn't bad for 825 M Street. 823. 823 M Street. You know how you said you're going to be like sweaty, bar. sweaty and nervous and stuff because your sickness is where I'm getting sweaty. Feel my, if you want to feel, I don't feel want my to. pumps right now. So, so everybody knows when I was a kid, my dad owned Sign of the Whale, which is at 825 M yeah. Street. So if you're at all familiar with the geography of that block, you can probably figure out what was at 1823 M Street. I'll just say it was a weird place to go with your sister. Yeah, it's the weirdest. Yeah. And you should be... <laughs> You should be finding ATM, ATMs that aren't charging you fees. Yeah, I mean. That's a problem. And also, I have to. Also, make it one, one withdrawal. One withdrawal, you pay the fee one time, you don't have to worry about it multiple times. <laughs> I do, yeah, I do the weird thing where I withdraw a bunch. I mean, here, here are just some Ubers 12, 10, 10, 17, 8, 19, 14, 13, 24. That's an Uber Eats. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's so you easily bad. So you easily spent five six hundred bucks this yeah. weekend yeah it did the holiday can you weekend afford got me five six hundred bucks on a weekend i can afford it for like nothing of is... substance like you, there's you're not you, you didn't get a new blazer yeah well, i didn't get a laptop bucks, 84 bucks in grocery shopping <laughs> aj bought a new suit and he negotiated for three hours and was live texting us <laughs> texting throughout the entire at least time. he has a new suit out of right that. yeah i just i just have like 
more Sports. weight in my gut and like McDonald's wrappers in my trash can at home. So do you still think you had a sweet weekend? Yeah, I do. Because you hung like out with a bunch of your buddies. Yeah. I, I had, you realize there's way better food out there than McDonald's. I understand. Do I regret the money? I just hate that it costs that much, but I don't regret the fact that I did it. It's memories that will last a lifetime. No, they And won't. eventually, I will grow out of this phase where I'm doing these stupid things. Only so until I, I do, was, I want to enjoy it. Only because I was with you on Friday night. Do you remember Friday night? Does that count as memories if you can't remember what happened? To a certain point, I remember all the fun stuff that happened. And the pictures helped. I left at 3 in the morning. Yeah. At what point did you stop remembering? I was asleep in a hotel room at like 9. Yeah, JP woke up and texted us the next day like, you guys certainly had a night. <laughs> yeah. like, yep, we did. And then I just sent a picture of the McDonald's. It's a, it's a horrifying thing when you do this segment. I hope the fans like it because I really don't. Because I try not to look at all of it lined up at once. Here's all I like I'll adding say up the math. Is you should have gone to Dewey Beach. Yeah. And, and I, have, I, I legitimately don't think I've ever given you bad advice. No, every time you look out for me, you steer me in the right direction. Both go you. to Dewey. Plan it now. Right. Yeah. Fourth of July, go to Dewey. Okay. Spend $2 Text a beer. Text your donkey friends yeah. and get a hotel room now. Okay. $2 a beer. You can drink all day. Have your affordable. All the nights. Safe, smart, and sensible. Yes. I like that. There is nothing safe or smart or sensible about Dewey Beach for the 4th of July. But you will have Except fun. For his and that will legitimately... No, it's not financially... Dude, a hotel room's going to cost a bunch of money. Whatever. It's None of that 600 bucks I should just weekend. go. I should just go. You should go. You'll have so much most more fun. Have. It's I, the beach rather than Rocket Bar. And I love Rocket Bar. But, like, those two outdoors, don't compare. It's Everyone else is 25 years old also. All yeah. right, we got to go. Thank you for helping Tomorrow, me, we will be back at Redskins Park doing OTAs. We'll do we'll Mitch's finances tomorrow. Sure. I, I bet he's fine with it. He's I'm also at a different to. state of life. We got to go. 3 o'clock tomorrow on the My Teams app. Thank you for listening. If you made it this far, I owe you a beer. Send Pete some money, for goodness sake. I'm sakes. not buying you beers. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. Mm. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.